Hello, my name's Julie Pryke. I'm a mum, a grandma, or rather nana, to four kids. I'm a storyteller and a children's author. You're listening to my podcast, Tell Tales to Kids, where I aim to keep to help you develop or expand your skills in telling stories, making them up and sharing them with your children. It doesn't matter if they live with you, a bit further away, or you have restricted time with them. As long as you can talk or write to them, that's okay by them. Each time, I'll give you new easy tips to storytelling, and I'll also tell an example story for your children to listen to with you, or for you to tell them yourselves. So let's get going. Episode 2, Developing Characters. This second chapter is about character development. One of the most important aspects of storytelling is the development of characters which will be believable for young children and whom they can associate with. In other words, characters they can recognise and that are not too old for them, for example. In my case, for the most part, I've taken the easy way out, using the children themselves as the main characters. If you decide to use this trick, then you'll get instant attention from the children as they wonder what on earth they are going to do next. At the age of three, my granddaughter Finney asked her papa, Papa, do I really have magic shoes? His reply was, yes, you do in Nana's story, but not in real life. And my grandson Thomas, her older brother, loved the idea of racing cars along the streets, he knows, against fictional characters, usually Super Mario and the others from the cartoon game series, and he didn't always win. Nowadays, I'm telling similar stories to the younger two and making sure that their names are included in them. But as a few more regular characters are needed to make the stories come to life, I took the opportunity to jump into the stories myself. I wanted to have some fun too. I wanted a character to be able to make things happen, so I gave myself a few minor magical powers and the ability to put situations right. And I use a couple of small wooden ornaments who can turn into my real pets, Susie the dog and Wanda the cat, to do ridiculous or truly magical things on my behalf. I decided to describe myself as follows. Nana isn't a witch. She just has a little bit of magic at the end of her fingertips, as most Nanas do. I also decided that Wanda was far brighter, but more easily scared than Susie, and that Susie was excitable, a bit muddled-headed, but very happy, a bit like their real-life counterparts. Then I just added other characters as needed. Friends, toy animals, fairies, whoever happened to pop into my head at the time. It's useful with this tip to remember the names of the children's friends at nursery, first school and so on. 
then you can include one or two in the story. I'm sure you've already begun, begun to think of characters you might develop through your own stories. If you have used the children listening as characters, do think about including yourself if you think the plot needs an adult they can rely on. Please don't worry about introducing yourself in this way. After all, you are talking to the children as you're trying to develop the story. So who is better to take part in it as well? You can also use other family members and friends to help you think of characters. You may not want to use their actual names, but they may have characteristics that you could use and which the children will be familiar with. The range of people is endless. Mom, dad, sister, brother, auntie, uncle, cousin, grandparents. Also, the children's friends, teachers, mum and dad's friends, neighbours and so on. Look at the characteristics and ability of the children, both physical and mental, and those of others they know of, and offer representative characters who take a full part in the story. If you haven't used the listeners or characters, they will still need to have characteristics that they can relate to in order to get swept along with the story. Well, hopefully now you're ready to get started. You've thought about the subject area you like, whether it's history, music, adventures, magic, whatever. Let's think how you should start. Get yourself a notebook or some paper and a pen, a pencil, pencil sharpener and rubber. You'll probably find that you prefer to write with a pen or with a pencil and will stick to that whenever you start writing. Or you could use a keyboard, tablet, phone, of course. But somehow the pen and pencil feels more satisfactory to me at this stage, particularly because it feels more permanent and somehow stimulates my thinking. So then, when you're ready, write down your first thoughts for each of these questions, but don't worry if you can't yet. Ask yourself who you are writing the, the, the story for. What kind of child or children are they? What are their main characteristics? Shy, noisy, enthusiastic or other than that? What kind of stories do they already enjoy? Do you want to use their names or other ones as characters? What other characters do you need? What do you think you want to do with the story? Challenge them, help them to think things out, reassure them in some way, or just entertain them and make them feel happy. And if you're a nursery worker or a teacher, or you work with a group of children, think about the children you work with, what their names are, characters and quirks. How can these be incorporated in their story, in your story? Do they need to be? Would you like to involve just one or two children you work with under a real or a pseudonym? Or would you prefer more? Why? And how can the children contribute towards the story? That is important. Anyway, now it's story time. And we established the characteristics of Thomas Finney and Nana last time. Here's another story with them in. 
but this shows you a little bit more of what they're like. Thomas loves mischief. Finn is fun, but also very helpful. And Nana likes using her magic a bit more. These first stories are all about magic, but they will change as we go on to other podcasts. So don't think you're limited in any way. Just one moment. Tell me a story. Tell me a story. Tell me a story before I go to bed. This story is called The Ladder, The Vase and The Hat. And it was a very blustery day, the day I told it to the children. But we had just been for a nice walk. Nana was out for a walk in the woods with Thomas and Finya. It was a cold, icy and windy day. And suddenly Nana's hat was blown off her head and flew right up into the air. Thomas and Finney started running after it, but it flew higher and higher and then got stuck on a rock ledge high up above them. Thomas noticed a tree branch which was V-shaped, lying on the ground with some strong branches sticking out across it. He asked Finney to help him stick it into the ground. As if by magic, it turned into a ladder and Thomas began to climb up it, whilst Finia held the ladder steady just to make sure it was safe. Thomas began to reach for the hat, but it was just inside a little cave and it seemed to be stuck. Why is it stuck, he wondered. Well, as he lifted it, he realised that it had blown right over a little shiny vase on the ledge and was covering it up. What a surprise! That would be a nice present for Grum- uh, for Nana, he thought. He passed the vase down the ladder, still inside the hat, for Finny to look after. When he got down and went to look at it, he realised it was made from ice and was starting to melt. Nana looked at it and she loved it. So she used her magic to turn it into a real glass vase until they got home. Then she popped it in straight into the freezer. Of course, it turned straight back into ice, a lovely, shiny ice vase. Then Finny had a great idea. She filled it with chocolate and strawberry ice cream and they all sat sat down and ate it for their tea. And that's the end of the story. Now, you just heard me say, of course, it turned back into ice. There is no of course about this, no logic, it's magic. So for the story to work depends on your belief in it. If you believe it, then why shouldn't the children? If you're stuck, ask them what they think might have happened next. You can use their idea. Thank you, you're right. Or you can say, good idea, but what actually happened was... If you have to do that, at least you've given yourself breathing space in which to work out the next bit. I hope you enjoyed that. I'll be back soon. Check the dates on my website. www.telltalestokids.com It's all lowercase and it's the number two, not the letter two, uh, not the word two. 
www.telltales2kids.com and you'll find a little freebie, a shortened version of this podcast and the story, which you can copy and print out. It'll be on there um, by about the 4th of November. Thank you. Bye for now.